0: Press the button, asshole! And I'm learning to love myself again.
1: Slowly
0: becoming better than What's up? Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. If everything sounds different right now, it's because fucking Goose called me at like one o'clock and was like you want to just we were supposed to record at five he's like you want to just record now since you're awake and I was like well I just started streaming and hold on I can clear my throat and I was like um oh I just started streaming and he was like well you don't want to just get out of that and do this and I was like no I don't because why would I just start and then all of a sudden not continue on so we decided that we're just gonna stream the podcast episode but it requires me to do everything for my pc So we got about ten different things I have to monitor right now to make sure everything sounds good, and because we're not on the podcast board that automatically does all this stuff for me, and I got to edit the intro music in. So, the podcast.
1: My friend said after our phone call, she's like, "Did you just bully him?"
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 you did. did. You absolutely did. did. Um, I
1: simply destroyed another liberal with my fancy <laughs> <and logic.
0: laughs> I need to, I hope, I hope the audio sounds good. Cause I have it like you're coming in through my desktop audio. And usually with the board, I can, I can tweak it to where we both are at the same levels. So I'm having to in real time tweak this audio so that we both come in at the same level. Um, oh, interesting. That's so, exciting. Yeah, it is yeah, uh, for you, for you, not, you, not right for yeah. I.
1: I uh chilling. Yeah.
0: And so Maybe then. I, you're the
1: command center nerd. Uh, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, somehow I know how to do all this. Um, and this is probably what I probably should have spent my time looking into better things and spending my time doing more productive things besides learning how to use all this equipment but who cares we're gonna fucking oh,
1: roll a lot with of it. valuable skills you valuable life now. skills
0: uh also we've been watching a lot of channel five and all oh, gas no God. breaks Dude, Are you getting it, caught up? so good. yeah so i think we've watched just about every episode of channel five it's really good isn't it like, I was yeah there's
1: nothing we nothing I, like
0: it we watched the O-Block one and I was like man it's such a fucking crazy different world over there Dude, the
1: O-Block one was really yeah. good too really good and I like I like that one because he shits on academics uh-huh. you know and and it ends with him like hey man you want to go to the game and he takes they them take the a, and all of his kids lives. yeah yeah that's so cool
0: um, and then we watched, uh, the Sturgis bike rally one, and, uh, oh, that was bad. Yeah. It was so bad. Was it was bad. so was bad. bad. It was dude, terrible. Yeah. The,
1: the, his COVID era stuff is, like, brutal. Uh, dude, <laughs> it, it, fucking,
0: <laughs> yeah. It, and everybody being like, there ain't no COVID here, brother, blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's not. just had, like, a ton of COVID. Yeah, things, yeah, yeah. Cause,
1: like, a huge, sw- uh, surge in the I
0: I never knew exactly what Sturgis was like a while back and then when I was in hair school I was I was in hair school and they told us hey there's a guy who is coming down to the school because he's on his way to a biker rally in Sturgis And he apparently runs a bunch of charities for Paul Mitchell. I'm not even going to block their name out. Fuck him. He runs... He ran... I don't know if he currently does, but he runs a bunch of charities for Paul Mitchell. I've told this story before, but... uh, Or at least I think I have. Maybe not to you or on the podcast. Oh, the
1: hair guy, right?
0: But, uh, well, so he came down, and we're all standing in this half circle, and uh, he's, like, greeting everybody. And it's, like, all girls. I'm the only guy in cosmetology school at this point, obviously. So... He's greeting all these girls, and then he's like shaking their hand, giving him a kiss on the cheek, and then he gets to me, and he just shakes my hand, doesn't give me you're a like, kiss on the cheek. Yeah, but right here, buddy, you want you fucking on. you want to do it to <laughs> everyone else? You're gonna do it to me. Um, so call him out right then and there. Well, Where's my kiss. So he gets <laughs> he gets past me, and there's like a pregnant girl, like two people down from me, and he shakes her hand kisses her on the cheek, and looks at her, and was like, oh, it looks like someone beat me to it, pointing to her pregnant stomach. And I audibly was like, what the fuck? And he, like, looked yeah. at me. Yeah, really gross, creepy old guy. He, like, looked at me and, like, kept on going. And so he got inside. He shakes the
1: lady's hand and says, I sure wish I could have been pregnant.
0: Yeah, 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 Dude, so <laughs> we get inside, and we're all going to take a picture in front of the sign and at the front desk, and he, he like sits on the counter and he's like, Oh, who wants to sit on my lap? And everyone was like, I'm good. And I was just like, That's fucking weird. And he was talking to one of our learning leaders who was also pregnant and he was like, Oh, do you know what, you know, the sex of your baby? And she was like, No, we haven't figured that out yet. And he was like, Well, you know, it could be one of those transgender babies. They get to use both bathrooms. Um and bro, yeah, he's like,
1: Why are you saying these Dude, yeah, why are us? you saying
0: these things? So why are you he he talked to the i don't know why he came to talk to us but he had a bunch of fucking like two musicians with him who played who played some dumbass song and then after the he left i was like went up to my learning leaders and i was like hey you know he said some like really terrible things to people here and i was like why would you let him say that like you're supposed to keep this place free of creeps why is he in here doing that And one of my learning leaders was like, well, you know, he's a biker, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, he's not, because I know people who have one percenter tattooed on the side of their fucking face, and they don't talk to people like that. He's just an old asshole with a bike, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they just kind of brushed it off, and then I made such a big fucking deal out of it that he got banned from coming back to the school. Because I I went to the dean of students and was like, he should not ever be back here. We shouldn't um, be around dude, fuck no that's the weirdest no. the
1: weirdest shit ever i i one time went to i was driving through south dakota to, uh on a road trip right as sturgis was starting Ooh. and we didn't know about it and it was like baffling we're like dude what the fuck is going on why is everybody <laughs> motorcycles? Why, why what is happening we thought that that's just how you got around in South Dakota. No, everybody but, just yeah. Takes
0: motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, they had uh, they had like the coleslaw wrestling and shit like that. And, dude, it was oh, it was gross. Tough. It was. I tough. love
1: that old dude in the, the fucking coleslaw wrestling. He's like, I'm just having the best time of my life. Yeah, like, <laughs> or
0: dude, fuck, fuck it. it. Or the the guy who roams yeah. the mechanical bull. He's like. He's like, yeah, he's like, everybody is happy when they get on my bull and I get to throw him around. He's like, it's the best time of my life. He's like, I don't want to do anything else. And I was like, that's just <laughs> a wholesome old guy who runs that's pure. A, me- owns yeah. a mechanical bull, dude. We love to see it. We he's absolutely would want to see it. I
1: love bull, mecha- oh, operating uh, a, a mechanical, mechanical, mechanical bull.
0: bull. Or, because uh, in the beginning of that episode at Sturgis, it was, what is the other guy's name? that interviews with Andrew. It's like Hassan, I think, or something like that. Not Hassan. And it's like... I know what you're talking about. Uh, let me look it
1: up. I can't remember.
0: I cannot remember his name. I cannot wait to go f- to that show. I
1: really want to see it.
0: Yeah, because uh, Saddam. It was Saddam. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, also, we're live streaming this episode, so for we're talking to people, it's because they're in chat. Um, Saddam. Nice. And uh, it was because he was the one that initially was filming Sturgis, and then Andrew... Was at the freedom convoy and then showed up to Sturgis and he had this like fucking big ass grill in his. Like, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's actually one of my favorite moments when he doesn't know that Andrew's going to be there. Yeah. And he sees him. <laughs> it's such a fucking funny reveal. You just know that Andrew just coasts through America. Dude, like yeah. That, I And that's the, the that's the way to oh, live. That's the way to live. That is 100% I agree. The, way,
0: the way to do I it. I like
1: that everybody likes Andrew. He's like, he never gets people mad at
0: him. Universally. An incredible guy, yeah. And I was—I'm yeah. always, always surprised during his interviews where he's like—he does. These people don't get mad at him; they get like a little taken back, where they're like, "Uh, uh," because he asked them a question that they don't know an answer to. But uh, they don't ever get mad. It's crazy. I really liked his stuff. First, I think we've talked about this before. Have you ever watched like Jordan Klepper's stuff? I don't think so, huh?
1: He's that dude with the daily show uh the like tall skinny white guy with curly hair and basically he does what he kind of like the channel five thing where he shows up to all this weird shit but it's like mostly trump focused and he's like he's kind of fighting him a little like asking them questions that you know the answer isn't in their favor yeah, and he's, yeah he's trying to put him on the spot or he like makes jokes that they don't understand that's fair i think it's i think it's kind of funny but I don't know. It's kinda of exploitative exploitative and I don't really like it as much as Yeah, genocide.
0: I feel that I get it. It's also people have stupid views on stuff, but also they're kinda of stupid. So I don't know. Where do you draw the line of exploiting people's I know lack yeah. of intelligence for, for yeah. content? But it's also like these people like believe that Jewish people are ruining the world and stuff like yeah. that. So it's like I don't know. It's, like it's, it a, don't it it's a weird line. It's a yeah. it's definitely like a weird he had- line.
1: I remember Jordan Klepper had this one guy who was like, you know, which he asked this guy, like, uh, who uh, supports women better? Like, which political party? And he's like, oh, Republicans, Democrats, hate women. And he goes, oh, OK, right. Because you think they should have, like, respect. And he's like, oh, of course. He's like, and what does your shirt say? And oh, like, yeah. Fuck Hillary's hole or some <laughs> shit like that. Like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. So I get dunking on those people because they are being, yeah, like, terrible. depraved, horrible people. Uh, we got a, a message on Instagram from listener Alex, who has messages in the past. I don't remember if I mentioned that they had seen the Frank Abagnale play like before our episode. Oh, really? Like, they went to the yeah. They went to the show. How did that go? They, they said. I don't think I'll read Frank's book or anything, but leave the music as its own work of fiction. It was charming, energetic, and colorful. Felt like modern vaudeville. You can listen to the original soundtrack on Spotify. Um, and they said musical theater's West version starred Jacob Heron, and he did a really good job. So, I mean, you know, if you just watch it like a fun musical, I guess it's pretty good. Which is Yeah, kind of okay. Nice. That's fair. Yeah. I would, you would never, uh, never would have thought. No, no, it's, I mean, it sounds... Actually, terrible. Yeah, as a so pretty, I, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, shit. It's actually good. Uh, then they said in season thirteen, episode three, what were we talking about on that one? I forgot. I season thirteen, the isn't that, that our the, latest season? This one, yeah, that's the banknotes one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and in the bomb detector, uh, they said we were talking about the climate change protesters and how they were criticized for having bags made from oil products, and they said. That always makes them think of you criticize society and yet you participate in it. I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, and then they had a really cool story, actually, in reference to the season 12, episode four tale that I told about the California flood of like 1853. Yeah. you fuck it. Um, they said that they took a college geology class, uh, and they said in the village of La Conchita, California, it is along a portion of the coast prone to mudslides and sits beneath a geologically unstable formation. It is sandwiched between a steep, unstable hillside and the Pacific ocean. A devastating mudslide occurred half a mile away in 1909, and they experienced a mudslide and debris flows in 1995. Two separate events. Damn. And then the worst, on January tenth, two thousand and five, a massive mudslide buried four blocks of the town and over thirty feet of earth. Jesus. Ten people were killed, fourteen injured, and fifteen uh thirty of the homes of the hundred and sixty six ended up being uninhabitable or destroyed. Just move. But yeah, no. Yeah, that, was, but the- that was the rest of their comment. They were just saying like all you know there's 300 people in this active community despite knowing all the insane risks and they uh their only proposal is to like try to fix the hill and then it's like, yeah just no just, no, just fucking leave fucking go what's so special I'm sorry. about it it's not gonna work it's not gonna work it's not uh the california episode
0: was really crazy i, I think
1: it's so funny yeah that
0: the natives were like hey man you should yeah <laughs> oh. i'm like no um, we got an email from another regular writer in who likes to stay anonymous, saying that uh, soccer, soccer mafias are still a thing in smaller to middle leagues. I have a friend who's a, oh. who's a pretty chill, fun guy. He was offered a position within a team. He didn't take it because it was pretty sketchy and came back home. That's fair, Shit. I guess. Yeah, I, I guess I understand that. Don't what if I fucking.
1: You know, it's kind of like how like rap gets used to launder. Yeah, a lot like they're just using soccer all the time or football yeah
0: so um, uh, dude I went to a main event yesterday um, it was a nightmare obviously because it what, was Saturday
1: that's the arcade joint?
0: yeah it's like uh, bowling we laser tag Saturday? yeah it was a uh, bold move uh, but, what time did you go? oh it was bad it was like 6-7 so <sighs> yeah it was tough it was tough so, I couldn't have even walked in those doors it was bad so we got there and we were like Uh, this is very crowded and also doesn't look great, so we're gonna stick around, and if it's awful, then, uh, we'll leave. So we got in line to get a drink, and this guy cut the line, and I was like, I'm gonna hit this man, and he was like, don't, (laughs) (laughs) he was like, don't do it. I was like, alright. So, I, I mean, it was pretty cool, like, we played skee-ball and stuff like that, but the only, we were playing this fucking Terminator shooty game, the one that has like the gun con uh, that's like a rifle. Yeah. And mine, of course, didn't work. Like every time I tried sure. to reload, didn't work. It was like sure. just. But the there was a another one of the same game next to us, and there was a fucking toddler running around, and <clears throat> he walks over to this. A uh, toddler?
1: Is it main event like considered a bar? No,
0: and I mean it no, it's like a child's place, bro. That has a bar. Whoa.
1: What um,
0: am I thinking of? I don't know.
1: Isn't there, there's a place in KC that's like an
0: arcade bar. Are you talking about Up Down? T- yeah. Yeah, up that down. is. Yeah. that's what
1: I. Dude, I've when I've driven past Up Down, it's like bulging at the scene yeah. of People. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. what I was imagining. But yours has a lot more children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes, yeah. Even Even worse. Horrifying. So yeah. this you fucking have coronavirus. Now.
0: Yeah. This fucking toddler walks up to this uh like. Game and is trying to pull the gun Joy-Con off the rack that it's on. And I'm, like, trying to focus on my game, and I'm also looking at this kid, and I'm like, this isn't going to go well. So he finally gets it off, and it's obviously too heavy for him, and he just starts falling backwards into me. So I had to fucking drop what I was doing and grab this child from falling. And I look around, and his mom is standing, like, right behind me watching him do this, and she's like... Oh my god, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's fine. What? But like, what the fuck? Why would you just what watch you your doing? watch your fucking children, bro? I hate. She's kids. like, I was. Yeah, <laughs> I was <watching. laughs> you got him. Watching why would time. Why would I go <laughs> after him? Yeah, it was uh, it was a nightmare. It was an absolute Bad. fucking nightmare. Why did you do that to yourself? Uh, it was more so we just haven't been out in a long time, so it was like you know do something to get out of the house. And uh, yeah, we're gonna pick something else next time. Uh, my
1: sister is going to come visit me uh, this weekend, actually, for why? my birthday. Oh, for your for birthday. birthday. Okay. And because, I mean, what do you mean? Fuck you, dude. I didn't know, you know it was, was your birthday. Me? I also <laughs> thought you
0: hated your <laughs> sister. So. No, <laughs> I, I, know, I'm just, cool. I know. I'm just. I know. I'm just. I don't have any Your sister with is sister. pretty cool.
1: Um, sh- so. We only have two chairs in our living room. We have two rocking chairs that we picked up. And uh, we were like, you know, we should probably get somewhere for her. For her to sit? sit. Nah. Yeah. Sit on the floor, bro. We drove to like a bunch of different stores and we even ended up in a mall. Oh, A real life mall. Tough. And uh, we didn't find a single fucking thing to actually sit on. So we ended up buying like a really expensive like beanbag chair kind of thing on the internet instead.
0: Get her ass a foldable chair and oh fucking... i talked <laughs> about the foldable chair i had the, i proposed
1: the foldable chair didn't fucking go over i was like whatever it's just my sister she can sit on a foldable chair for three days yeah shit. also why didn't but, you
0: yeah why didn't you go to ikea or something
1: uh i think the ikea is pretty far away and clayton said there's two ikeas in philly
0: that's fair i fucked with ikea i think ikea is great i don't it's too I've, I've only been there once uh f- one time but i had a i had a blast i'm thinking about redoing this entire room i'm in we'll see if i actually get around to doing we it good yeah,
1: yeah. The ikea is 45 minutes away
0: so. oh 45 oh, minutes that ain't nothing that ain't nothing that, that, that ain't nothing four? dude i
1: only drive if we drive like more than 12 minutes we're like that's far away now. oh my like, god that's we've both only gotten gas twice since we've moved here you've been
0: you you're you're comforted now bro you're you're losing your your lawrence casey lifestyle yeah yeah, midwest lifestyle of driving everywhere Um, all right the only fun thing is one hour away yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, are you anti-swedish anti what that's the swedes clayton said i I forgot that goose is anti-swedish (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there was a lore of goose being anti swedes <laughs> you
1: have to uh pull the receipts on what episode you're talking yeah. about yeah so i don't remember i keep furniture uh, although, is fun
0: to break i will say that
1: that's the thing is they're not like super sturdy and we wanted something like kind of nice which is hilarious because we ended up buying like a bean bag, but it's a nice bean bag. So.
0: it's an, a nice bean bag? how it's much like you huge. pay for it
1: Two hundred and seventy jesus
0: for a beanbag yeah.
1: chair what brand was that yogi bow it was a yogi, yogi bow, bow? two hundred dollars yeah. dude yeah you could buy They're like a love cool. seat for that i mean you think you'd think but kind of no honestly not like a decent one plus
0: oh yeah have, those are huge
1: a, yeah we live in a town home so it's very narrow so like even a uh a love seat would be kind of awkward for us to place based on how our living room is organized.
0: I guess that's fair. And a couch,
1: a couch would just be impossible. Just yeah, be
0: <laughs> that's fair. I guess I understand that. Anti-Ikea <laughs> <That's> is <fair>. anti-Swedish. <laughs> it's a soft fact. <laughs> Very soft. <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Fucking softer. That's a fact that is softer than jazz music. <laughs> uh yeah uh, i'm excited
1: do, the yogi Bell. cool but what's funny though is we spent the whole day going to a bunch of stores and we didn't buy anything and then we bought this thing at like one in the morning yeah it's and it, uh, it may not even be here by the time my sister gets here <laughs> so we have to go get a folding chair for her to sit down i in. mean did
0: you order it from daddy bezos
1: no we bought it
0: wait did we buy that from daddy bezos or did we buy that from yogi
1: bow Straight off Yogi Bo, no Jeffrey money at all. I
0: guess I guess I understand Thought it. The Dark Prince. Yeah, I uh, uh, no, that's Ozzy Osborne. He's the Prince of Darkness. Jeffrey Bezos okay, is just the devil. <laughs> 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 I guess he's the king. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I su- I suppose so. Uh, do, you do you buy ha- Yogi Bo straight on? Amazon? Yeah, check that. bro. I listen, man. I yeah, don't I want buy. I don't want to get exposed. I talk a lot of shit about Amazon, but I do be ordering a bunch of shit from there because it's, I mean, it's easier. same. It's easier and gets here in like two days and i'm in. i try know. to
1: minimize it a lot but sometimes if it's like something i would have to go to a store and yeah. it would only have that one thing i fucking need i don't i'm not gonna
0: granted i i will say that i've cut back exponentially on my amazon spending Dang. i used to buy a lot of shit from amazon just because i was like it's payday. I deserve a little treat. Let's see what I can get off. Let's buy garbage. It's yeah, let's buy garbage. Yeah. swimming in it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I. Your a, fucking room. I know it's a disaster. Hey, stop fucking trying to eat my phone charger, you son of a bitch. Was um, it a bean bag filled with cash? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be. Tight. It's supposed to
1: be one. It's supposed to be really nice because, like, they're the kind where you can like. You can prop them straight up, and
0: then you and can lean sit on the back of them. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, they look pretty cool, to be honest. I, I would probably use one. I don't know. We I mean, can't what...
1: banter too much today, by the way, because we got a lot. Well, we do you have? A lot. Do
0: you have any life updates? My life.
1: Oh, for my birthday, we've decided I'm going to. We're going to the Bacon Fest in Emmaus on Saturday, nice. and then on Sunday we're going to the Gun Show. <laughs> that's a good weekend. That's right a very there. that's
0: a very you birthday thing to do. I'm stoked. It'll be a good time. Bacon Fest, and then the Gun Show. I uh, I fully I fully see that's that. everything you need that's everything you need all in one place i won't stay at
1: the bacon fest too long because reagan doesn't eat bacon but she did agree to go with me fair. to the bacon fest so.
0: bro uh, if you didn't move you would have someone to go to the bacon fest with i'd go to well, the bacon, bacon fest, fest is all in day. pennsylvania well, let's guys. bring it here let's start it here
1: why don't you start that as an offshoot of emo night yeah it's bacon fest slash
0: bacon bacon fest. night <laughs> be Dude, a bacon night hell yeah be a traveling <laughs> bacon vendor
1: <laughs> that sounds so unsanitary. Oh yeah, it sounds awful. wildly unsanitary.
0: It's strictly just canned bacon.
1: They have a hundred and fifty vendors
0: at this bacon. Really? Shop. How I'm do you? Stoked. How do you put bacon in that many I'm varieties? I'm gonna find out. Yeah. I'm gonna bring my GoPro I and just say document it. Yeah. yeah. Document yeah, it for for everything.
1: Too. Yeah. For posterity, for my grandchildren.
0: hell Yeah. for, saw, <laughs> for just, history. That reminds
1: me. I just saw this TikTok. I think it was a TikTok. Yeah, it was this guy built a three thousand pound concrete sarcophagus
0: for oh a bag yeah of hot of, Cheetos, yeah, oh,
1: hot Cheetos. What?
0: <laughs> the 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 time people have on their hands is incredible.
1: I was just in awe of it. It was the part that really made me laugh was that he. Um, isolated it for seismic activity like he had it, on springs. <laughs> yeah. it was like, it, it was like uh
0: it, it uh, what was it springs it looked like it was like uh uh steel wire that was on the edges of the box that was holding the flaming hot cheetos it was it was quite incredible to be honest like he really went the no distance. i
1: think it's sick i think it's sick what was really funny was that like I think I'm sure a lot of people thought it was funny, but I found it on Reddit and everybody was like shitting on it. And I'm like, What? Why? Like, what standards are you judging this yeah. by? They're like, This is a waste of money. I'm like, yeah, Is it your money? Stop. Like yeah. Shut up, nerd. Shut up. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's
0: it's for the meme, dog. That's why you do anything in life. It's for the meme. For the meme. Strictly Absolutely. for the meme. Uh it's who's going first? For the hearts. Who's going first this uh, week? I am. Alright, hold it's on. Let me grab a drink. Schedule- you didn't get your wet. Well, I didn't know that we were going to be fucking recording at this you time. You had that so. extra
1: four minutes. You knew.
0: Uh, schedule another text to tell me to remove this section from it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, I I don't know if it's in November because we missed a Fall Foliage Fest that was in... Oh, no, they do. Okay. Okay, cool. They'll have one on the 19th. Sick. There was... Oh, oh, okay. They're listed in different... Maybe I was looking at the wrong one, because it was in October. Yeah, this one... I found this one that said it was in October. But I, I appreciate the call-out. I want to look into it, because I didn't know if that was... Hell yeah. Or not. Because the fall foliage out here is magnifique. Is it's it? Amazing. Really? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I Didn't can you? imagine. That's fair. Wait, yeah. let me send you, you some sent me that. You stuff.
0: sent me those videos and pictures. So
1: yeah, yeah, on my snap. Yeah, it was it was a fucking awesome day. We just went on a hike. When are you gonna move to Pennsylvania,
0: dude? I need to. Yeah,
1: you do. I, I do. All
0: right, who uh, are you covering?
1: I have great news because the person I am covering was born in 1885. Fantastic. That's always the best. A wonderful. Yeah, agreed. A uh, horrible news for the victims but amazing for our content and it was a long time ago so it's funny now (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i'm covering mr john r brinkley a name that you potentially might recognize if you know a lot of kansas history uh it's he, he has a bit of kansas history in him but he's not like you'll see that he's not someone we would just cover in class um anyway this is this man's life is unbelievable. It's convoluted. It's ridiculous, and you're just as you're going to just have to follow along the best you can. Uh, feel free to ask questions, uh, but it starts with his father, whose name was also John, he, and uh, he was a medic in the loser Confederate States Army uh, <laughs> d- during the Civil War. He was married during that time, but the marriage was annulled because he was actually too young to have been married at the time. And then he married four more times, as all of his wives kept dying until eighteen seventy. He had, that's sketchy. Uh, yeah, that's a little I sketchy so too. Yeah. So then Father John marries Sarah Mingus. Sarah Mingus has a niece, twenty four years old. She moves in with them, and the, and her name is Sally. Sally has a son out of wedlock. And I use quotes because that man had five dead wives. Yeah. And his 24-year-old niece shows up and has a baby. I don't know. A little little odd. Little I, odd. I, maybe someone else impregnated her. There's not really evidence that it was like him, but yeah. I think the situation's hella weird. Um, and this little baby was our John Romulus Brinkley. Uh, John uh, Sally died when John was five, and from a touch of consumption. And his dad and uh, aunt, stepmom, grandma moved to a new home in the county. And then his dad died five years later. So I mean, dude's ten. Both or uh, yeah, his both of his parents are dead. Dunskey. Well, his grandma, aunt, step grandma.
0: Jesus is everybody's. Because
1: think about it. Well, think about it. Because she is his father's wife but his mom's aunt so he's she's simultaneously his his step grandma and his aunt isn't that weird That's you could really just
0: do whatever you wanted back then oh yeah anything you wanted lawless
1: uh, uh so but no, his aunt, stepmom, grandma's still alive, and he's living with his step aunt, ma, and goes to school in a one room schoolhouse for another six years till he turns sixteen, and he starts working as a mail carrier and then a telegrapher. But he wants to be a doctor, and we know how easy that's gonna. Yeah, be. Yeah, it's so. super easy. Um The so he moves to New York City to work for Western Union, and then he moves to New Jersey for another railway company doing the same shit. And then in 1906, at 21 years of old, five years after finishing school, his grandma's step dies. So now he has no family at all. Everyone has died. In his grief, he is comforted by Sally Wilk. Uh, not, this is a different woman. Her name is also Sally, who he marries two months later after his step-grandma dies. What the... Um, f- what is, what is happening,
0: bro? Right?
1: <laughs> I'm like, we haven't even got to his shit yeah, yet. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? So he marries a lady with his mom's name. And starts traveling between rural towns, posing as quake do- Quaker doctors, holding medicine shows and hawking snake oil like Nigel West Dickens. Congratulations, you're a doctor. Dude, it's hell yeah. That's you all you had to do. say you're a doctor and you sell weird oils that yep. have chemicals in them. And cocaine. Uh, so selling fake drugs does pay the bills, but he uh, needs more. So he moves to Knoxville, Tennessee to sell virility tonics with a man named Dr. Burke. Only a year after they met, he's settled in Chicago, celebrating the birth of his new baby daughter, and finally set up to pursue his dream as a doctor. Hold on one second. Okay. Um, wait a minute. Oh, Just making sure. Oh, no. Okay. No, that's right. He has. I forgot that this guy had two different stages of selling tonics with different people, so Dude, I thought I had my notes yeah. mixed up. No, this was his first time. That goes fine. He has no trouble selling those drugs. Anyway. <laughs> um, so he wants to um, go to Chicago and he has a new baby daughter with his wife, Sally. And he's starting to pursue his dream as a doctor. He does this by working as a telegrapher at night. And then he goes to an unaccredited school of questionable botanical medicine, building up a steady debt.
0: Dude, hell yeah. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. great start. That's how you great become a doctor. Start. Go to an I mean, unaccredited to be fair, school.
1: Though, oh yeah that's definitely critical yeah uh that's that guy's on the grind you gotta admit he's working nights and doctoring in the day and probably not raising his kid yeah just a single
0: mom who works two jobs (laughs) and loves his kid and never drops
1: uh so he goes to school for two years one year into the school uh his he has a baby boy dies in three days damn dude is like 30
0: he's lived a hundred lives not a very good doctor Uh, (laughs) jesus christ you go ahead and finish school yeah i guess it's fair Uh, also
1: back then that was just when they were like ah babies will do that yeah you'll get get that you will have that on the big jobs so he starts learning about glandular extracts at his job or his education and their effect on people and is like hell yeah this is my future glandular extracts I i love it so he's two years in Knows a lot about glandular extracts, but he is super in debt. So he doubles his Western Union shift. Western Union shift, at which I, I was like, "Isn't that all of your days?" Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he comes home from a long day of whack medicine and tapping a button to find that his wife and daughter are gone.
0: Nice, dude. The, the sadness train nice. never stops. Yeah.
1: Sally had filed for divorce and child support. Damn, After they had months, that back then. I was surprised
0: by that. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> child <laughs> uh, support after, is the tale as old time, baby. I was like,
1: I didn't even know you told anybody you got married mm. back then, you know? Yeah,
0: you just did it.
1: Yeah, I didn't think it mattered at all. But um, after two months, Brinkley calmly resolves things with his wife uh, by kidnapping their child and fleeing to Canada. She can't get Canada to agree to extradite him incredibly. I... I mean, he stole a child, but they're like, that
0: ain't my... Yeah, that ain't my my issue. You're going to have to come over Um, and deal with that yourself.
1: So she ends up dropping the lawsuits for the alimony, which gets Brinkley to come back to Chicago with their child, reuniting their steady, beautiful relationship. So, the happy couple uh, is back into the swing of things, and right as Brinkley is about to finish his third year of quack medicine school, uh, his wife leaves him again. Damn!
0: (laughs) You can't win! (laughs) Goddamn wives these days. Uh,
1: This time she actually does it and has another child, uh, which I was like, wow, you chose to do that right as you're having a baby. This must be the worst.
0: That's crazy.
1: He just fucks off from Chicago uh, and doesn't pay for his bills and and then returns to North Carolina to be with his family and work as an undergrad physician, which is not real. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a real title. No, Uh, and that's why he doesn't have any financial success from that uh, pursuit at all. And he is forced to move around a bunch of times in Florida and North Carolina, which admittedly does seem your best bet for being a fake doc.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: It's true. Uh, Let's see. Canada is the submissive fanboy of extradition (laughs) and enforcement. I I was reading while I tabbed over to that real quick, and it almost stopped my brain (laughs) mid-sentence. What does that mean? Uh, But I agree completely. So uh, the next year, Brinkley's already over. This whole taking care of my kids thing. So he, f- he fucks off, leaves his family to pursue his education in St. Louis. Um, he never paid his bills. Nice. So he couldn't get his depl- uh, medical records or his uh, academic records sent anywhere. So he just goes to a diploma mill at, called the Kansas City Eclectic Medical University and just Fuck gets his yeah. certificate. Dude. There. He just pays. Yeah. That's what way to do it. Easy. 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 Um, and just goes back home. He's like, look, I did it. Yeah, look at me. I'm a doctor now. And then he has another kid, because this man cannot stop, and moves again to New York City and then Chirac. And then he's just will not give up on being a doctor <laughs> uh so his wife leaves him for the third and final time this time donezo nice divorce yeah for for, for good
0: dog for good I, I was like
1: Brinkley probably for the best things yeah. seemed a little rocky and you don't seem to like having kids even though you keep making them all the fun
0: <laughs> I mean that some things never change because that seems to be what's going yeah. on now
1: so anyway Brinkley moves to uh South Carolina he's like all right well I guess I'm divorced. Yep. And sets up a storefront called the Greenville Electromedic Doctors, which. What is, does that even mean? It sets it up with some quack named James Crawford for men with concerns about their manly vigor. Where they. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and they just injected colored water into their victims. Patients, I mean, uh, for the equivalent of roughly 700 fucking dollars. Jesus. Uh, which we just call that Alex Jones. Yeah. Thing,
0: so you know, there's some credit to that. Here's this magic spring water right into your neck. They would either
1: claim it was a drug recently invented for curing syphilis because there was a real drug, and they would just say it was that, which it wasn't. Or they would call it German Electric Medicine, which is like my favorite. Combination sure, it, sounds of like words. it Sounds like it a band. Sounds Euro like a Euro band. band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. German Electric yeah. Medicine. Uh, and either way. Uh, they they didn't it didn't do anything it was a, it was a scam, and after two months, they fucked off from the shop, having paid zero bills or debts and leaving approximately thirty different merchants holding the bill and then they just moved to Memphis. All okay, right, well whatever didn't work out
0: that's what yeah our
1: our, our spicy electro German medicine yeah. doesn't seem to be curing these men's vigor. Gone are the so, days
0: when things didn't work out for you, you just popped a town over and we're like, fresh start.
1: I'm like, how do you afford to fucking do this? Yeah, all the it's time? true. This is insane. So the next year, he finds himself a new lady that he marries in four days, even though he was still legally married to Sally. Never did get that divorce finished up. Um, on their Midwest honeymoon, he gets arrested in Knoxville and extradited for bad checks and practicing medicine on license. I
0: always always wondered, like, how does that happen back in that day? Like, how do you get but, how do you get arrested uh, for something you did in another state? Did someone just happen to know, know what he looked like? And were like, whoa, hey, this guy.
1: Yeah, I, I was. I don't know. I don't know. I, I assumed that no one was ever like actually detectived Yeah, back then, you yeah, know, so you just leave, and everyone's like, "Oh shoot, <laughs> where'd he what go?" What happened? Bounty um,
0: hunters, maybe. Yeah, that could be it. I maybe, forgot yeah. bounty hunters oh, was a yeah. thing. That's true.
1: That is true. I mean, we're freaking out, Red Dead. Yeah, it's true. Right now, true. So, um, he gets arrested for the medicine thing, selling the, the whatever. And he immediately pins the entire thing on Crawford and gets the dude arrested.
0: He fucking did it. it. was all his fucking idea. God, they damn. don't
1: see each other again until they meet in jail, which I would love to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, for, for that, that conversation. And, yeah. Um, eventually, though, the two of them settle out of court with all of the people they ripped off. Crawford paid uh, most of it. Something like 80% of it. Damn. Um, So although there must have been some merit to him being the dude who did it. uh, And Brinkley's father-in-law paid a small part of it as like to help him out. He paid $200 at the time, which was roughly equivalent to about $6,000 now. So they were in a lot of debt. yeah,
0: they were in a lot of debt. Jesus. He goes back with his
1: current wife uh, in Memphis. And uh, it's there that his previous wife comes and outs him as a bigamist. And they actually decide to get divorced Uh, Then he moves to Arkansas with his new wife and gets another undergrad license and decides to specialize in child and lady diseases. Oh, that's
0: not good. Nothing about that. That's that's not a good sign.
1: Oval combination, too. Not sure what they have to do with each other. Barely makes any money, so he joins the Army Reserve Medical Corps, marries a third woman who is a stripper, gets a 27% loan on a Dodge Charger. (laughs) So uh, after that, he does join the Medical Reserve. (laughs) That's real. Uh, so then he worked the office of another doctor who was moving and he actually starts making some money just being a normal doctor pays off his tuition moves back to kansas city this dude has lived in like three yeah, times by God. now uh, he he moves back to kansas city to enroll again in the eclectic medical university which uh, we have already established to not be a real yeah. school at all. and he wants to finish his last year of education it's there that he uh studies prostates Pays the uni another 100 bucks, which is like $2,700 now. Imagine school being so fucked. Yeah, right. Takes on a job as a plant doctor for a food processing plant. So he just like, you know, takes care of people who get hurt. Okay. Um, And it was at this job that he discovered and learned the common perception that the animal healthiest at the time of the slaughter was the goat. Remember that fact. Okay. So he decides to – oh, I, I was wrong. He did get outed as a bigamist. That's why he moved. He decides to finally get divorced uh, so he can uh, submit his uh, marriage with his new wife. Okay. But he lies about where his old wife is so that the court can't find her, and he can just get it finalized without any of that pesky alimony, yeah. or paperwork, <laughs> or laws. Um and so then he gets remarried again to the same lady officially, but without waiting the legal six month uh, requirement is. after. So he uh, was not married.
0: <laughs> That's one. Uh, That's one. That there is it one. is. One.
1: Rack it up, everybody. Yeah. Yes, Clayton. You can study the prostate. It Strictly it, it, just it. the prostate. Some while you were out playing video games, I study. Yeah, prostate. I studied the prostate. <laughs> uh, so. It's 1917 now. He's had a hundred lives, and he gets called up to fight in World War One. Uh, this causes him to promptly medically shit himself for two months straight in a nervous breakdown, and, and just gets discharged. So nice,
0: yeah, that tracked. I did
1: not realize you simply needed to just be a puss. Yeah. To not have <laughs> to fight in World War One. I.
0: I mean, it's the same. I, it's the same here. I mean, that's true. Yeah, it's the same my uncle
1: nowadays. Great uncle always said that he was like in wars and fought in the Navy and whatever but he uh, washed out because he was too big of a puss and <laughs> he never even made it out of basic damn um, the so anyway Brinkley um, managed to dodge being killed in a horrible war where his life would be forgotten immediately and he sees a newspaper ad from Milford, Kansas that is looking for a doctor. So he moves again with his wife and kids. Um, it's 1918, avoided the war. He's got a sweet little 16 room clinic in Little Old Milford, Kansas, and things are going pretty good. He actually goes to great lengths to treat people who are sick with the Spanish flu. He pays his workers well, community loves him. It's real.
0: Is that lying? You're lying?
1: No, that's real. Oh, that really? part's real. <laughs> <laughs> he does, just for a little bit. Yeah. He's just okay. like a normal guy who lives his life and people like him. Okay. Um, and like the the community did remark upon like he went to great lengths to like really take care of people who were sick. So well, I'll be yeah, damned. That was nice. Um but we know from a biography that uh Brinkley himself commissioned that it was around this time that someone came to him asking to fix his sexual weakness. Uh oh. And, and this is how I think that goes. Yeah. He says doctor i'm not coming hard enough and the doctor says well you'd just be fine with some goat glands in you there it is that's real that's twice (laughs) shit uh that's he was being dead serious goat Uh, glands testicles okay so the patient begged brinkley to try it and that he would even give him 150 dollars to please put the goat testicles in me um, actually, the patient's son later clarified to the Casey star that Brinkley offered him money to put the goat testicles in him. If a doctor is offering you money to do something you've not heard of, yeah, say yeah, no say no, spot. Hey, man, if you just, like, real quick, just, I'll give you a thousand, you're like, no.
0: Nope. No. We're gonna stop you there. Not happening.
1: Um, so, uh, he did this. He implanted goat so, testicles into the man's nut sack.
0: So, okay, that's what I was about to ask. I was about to ask, did he is did he replace his nuts with the glands or just put them next, next to him? Okay, incredible. Just jams them
1: in there. So he does this operation on men and women. For women, he puts the the t- testicles in the abdomen near the ovaries. Uh, I didn't look up where because I'm sure he just shoved them yeah. in there. yeah. Uh, brinkley would charge his customers a whopping 750 dollars at the time which is equivalent to 10 fucking oh my god to have goat balls just jammed in their bodies where it would slowly be absorbed as a formatter shockingly i mean i was stunned when i found this that's insane many of his patients suffered from infection and died you don't say (laughs) shocking Uh, I don't know what research he did. He doesn't, like, hook the balls up to nothing.
0: Yeah, he just shoves them in
1: there. Just puts the balls in. Guys, we are at the middle of my notes. This man's life has only just begun. So, a lot of people died. He'd go on to be sued over a dozen times for wrongful death from 1930 to 1941. Despite all this, incredibly, the wife of his first patient gave birth to a Human goat hybrid? Not really. It was a real, just human baby. Okay, I was like, "What? After- <laughs> Hold on a
0: second, what's happening?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: like you didn't hear about this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he did. She gave birth after having the operation, which you know that's science done. Yeah,
0: science. After. It's a, yeah, it's.
1: Oh wait, but... no, she didn't get the operation. The guy. Yeah, did, but which, she's... I mean, that is shocking. I was like, "Your balls still work after that after disaster? being
0: after just being mutilated and." In- having goat testicles shoved in them.
1: I like to think the success of the operation was making your balls feel so heavy, you're just like, I'm a man. Yeah, I'm man. a man yeah. now. It's all a yeah, placebo I
0: effect. Yeah. Yeah. The Ted Cruz was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Factual information.
1: Um so normal baby. This was an advertising boon for him. Huge fucking deal. Papers pick it up. Everybody goes nuts with it. He's saying goat balls will cure your dementia, your flatulence, 25 other fucking ailments. Um, all of this publicity garnered the attention of the American Medical Association. And um, let's see, who sent an undercover, they sent an undercover agent to check out this fucking house of horrors. And the undercover agent finds a lady with goat ovaries inside her to cure her spinal cord tumor. What? And the AMA would remember that. fact.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy dude, what a nightmare.
0: Yeah, that's what a nightmare. That's I do. That's like a horror. Edison was
1: crude. Was cruder at the time. Yeah, but it wasn't goat nah, balls. Yeah. Fruits, humans, crude. <laughs> he is really out of line. Although I do say that to really send home how insane it was to be alive at this time. He was not the only person implanting animal testicles into people. No
0: way. Yeah. <gasps> how did was... how did he get all these goat balls? Like, did he just have a steady <laughs> supply of goats? Oh, who's your goat ball guy? Yeah. Who's yeah? <laughs> who's your goat ball guy? Again? Let me get his number. I
1: mean, you just go to. I feel like the butcher doesn't need the goat ball. Uh, that's right? fair.
0: Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Hey man, you
1: using those? He's like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Um. Although you can't eat animal testicles they're supposed to be pretty good yeah i I know yeah oysters oysters or whatever whatever. yeah
0: yeah well i guess these are these aren't these goat balls ain't for eating son they're for medical (laughs) they're they're from breeding. yeah for breeding brother procreating (laughs) as god intended i guess
1: (laughs) so um let's see there was another doctor in Chi-Town putting monkey testicles inside of men.
0: That sounds even and, more complicated to get uh, than goat testicles. Oh, that yeah. does sound harder.
1: <laughs> There's not, like,
0: a butcher hookup for
1: Yeah, no,
0: absolutely not. But also, who's to fucking say that they were actually monkey testicles? That's true. That's very true.
1: I mean, is this the time he's going to start telling the truth? Yeah, you know?
0: fair, fair
1: so Brinkley wants to go check it out he's like oh hell yeah you're doing some balls i, I want to go check out your ball implanting." planting dude so he goes it. and checks it out and he gets turned out down at the door They're like you can't come in here this is my ball implanting turf
0: <laughs> and that causes like
1: a whole brouhaha with the fucking journalism the journalists at the time who were like there and simply like, him being there the press are like oh or right, what's your deal oh you're putting go to let's go see what your thing is it's and a balls doing,
0: convention dude yeah, so he ends up yeah. doing
1: his own demo in bunch of a, in front of a bunch of uh, patients or um, journalists. So, in total, he ends up putting goat balls in thirty-four patients, like uh, in this sh- uh, sh- Chicago, uh, and one of them including a judge. One's like an editor for a newspaper. What it's, the fuck? He, he puts goat balls on a shitload of people. So, 1922, the owner of the L.A. Times invites him. This man, John Brinkley, to put goat testicles in in one of his editors. Which I was like, Yeah, oh. did you get volunteers for that? Or no? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll we well, don't you we worry about that. We'll hammer that out. So he promises him eternal fame if the operation proves to be success and damnation if it's not. Naturally. Uh there's a hitch though, he is not allowed to perform medicine in california he's only allowed to perform medicine in eight states due to his fake ass license what you and wouldn't
0: get a license that covers everything no his
1: shitty school can only only pulls off eight. Oh, like, remember yeah they accepted right. medicine i yeah. guess i guess so basically he found the eight worst medical yeah. states <laughs> in the country uh california is not on that shit uh but the la editor manages to pull or not the editor the owner manages to pull some strings and gets him a 30-day permit to practice medicine which I was what like, why is that why exists? is that yeah why does that a about. thing so um he does it he goes to california puts balls in the editor and they call the operation a success
0: oh my god
1: the man doesn't die his dick doesn't fall off problem solved That's i guess unreal so he gets fucking hella press la times blew this dude up Starts getting a bunch of attention, gets Hollywood clients, and he tries to move to California because he was making staffs, uh, stacks, and California was like, no, you can't. Yeah,
0: absolutely not. Um, your
1: resume, sir, is absolutely full of lies. You're full of lies. And them. And testicles. By Morris, and testicles. Uh, many of the lies have been pointed out to them by Morris Fishbein, a doctor with the American Medical Association who had dedicated his life to exposing frauds. Remember this man. Okay. Very fun fact it was Brinkley who inspired the film, uh, the Hollywood film term for uh, goat gland, which was putting talkie scenes into silent films in order to make them more marketable. Really? So Yeah. That like that's, came from a whack doctor. That's
0: insane. I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's also insane how many people in Hollywood had balls put in them that they knew that operation that well.
0: Jesus, Mother Mary and Joseph. That's this fucking great. bananas.
1: Brinkley's fucking loaded, though. And when he was in, in Ca- California, he got to tour a radio station that was owned by the LA uh, radio station owner, or the LA Times owner. And he instantly understood the radio's power. By 1923, he had enough cash to start his own radio station called KFKB, which is Kansas first, Kansas best. Okay. And then, um, you know, he starts advertising his shit on there. In 1924, St. Louis Star published an expose on the degree mills in the St. Louis area, where he's been. And in 1924, the Kansas City Star did the same, much to Brinkley's misfortune because they call out his school.
0: Oh, shit. Oh, no. In
1: July of that year, San Francisco indicted 19 people who conferred and received fake degrees, one of them being John Brinkley. Damn. Uh, And and that's in large part because of his application that was full of lies and, and bullshit. So agents came to arrest him, but the governor of Kansas, John Davis, refused to extradite him because he made too much money for the state. Don't say there it is.
0: True. (laughs) True. You're right. But
1: but yeah, I thought that was pretty goddamn bold. That is,
0: yeah, that's fucking crazy.
1: Brinkley fucking comes on his radio station about this. He's going to war with the AMA, applauding his win. Advertising and services world over, making more fucking money than ever. This is the best news possible that this could have happened.
0: Damn.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Damn. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Yeah. schools were the start of this man's success.
0: Holy shit. Unfathomable.
1: So uh, Brinkley got rich. but fucking rich. And to his credit, he did share the wealth a little bit.
0: A little bit? For
1: For the city of Milton, he paid for an entire sewage system, sidewalks electricity, a post office, a bandstand, and apartments for his patients and employees. What? Was pretty that's crazy. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, all right, fucking A, you know, put up for the town. That's something. Elon Musk, take a fucking yeah. note. <laughs> um, or Daddy Be- Bezos. So then um, he goes to Europe. He's like, I need more accreditation. I need yeah. more
0: I need a delicious figure. Europe need. needs goat testicles, bro. Uh,
1: oh, and he wants he wants another license, so he oh. be like, look how official. Yeah, I look am. how
0: I f- look at my look at my licenses.
1: Uh the UK at the time is not quite as batshit loony as the US. <laughs> they just tell him to go fuck himself. Nice. Like, no, so he goes to Italy. <laughs>
0: and they're like, <laughs> Italy'll oh, yeah, do it. Everything. Yeah, they're <laughs> fucking they're they're off their rocker, of course they'll do it.
1: So he does uh, get a fake degree from Italy. Fishbein, that man that I mentioned earlier, lobbies Italy to revoke it. And Benito Mussolini himself takes this man's fake degree away.
0: Really? Benito Mussolini takes
1: no technical
0: doctor's uh, degree away. Yeah, absolutely not. Not in our house.
1: This didn't matter at all because he had it and ran with it. He was oh, like, I okay. came back to America, he said he had it. Got but it. Here you go. I he technically I
0: was, he's like, I technically had it, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I thought that was I was like, dude, this guy's on Mussolini. Dude, radar. that's this fucking
0: crazy. crazy.
1: Um, so he expands the goat net's plan to include prostate issues. See, that was important. Okay. That he studied the prostate yeah. and the blade. Um and he uh, started a new medical. Qu- he starts this medical question segment on his fucking radio station, right? Where he's like, right into me. I'll, I'll answer your, your questions, questions okay. on air, and that is deadly because this dude is a lunatic. Yeah, he doesn't know any fucking he has bad shit. A crazy, hugely influential radio station. He's got the support of Hollywood. He doesn't have the support of Benito Mussolini, which is kind of a good thing in some people's eyes. Yeah, and um. This is a huge shit. Like, the radio show is fucking huge. And he obviously uses it to hawk his own wares.
0: Trust. He's tr- much yeah. like uh, uh, Alex Jones. Really a lot like Alex <laughs> Jones. Uh, this dude fucking walks so Alex actually, Jones can run.
1: He's like, a, he's a lot more like Oz. Like Dr. Yeah, Oz. Dr. Oz. I mean, Dr. Oz actually was a brain surgeon, but then he was a lunatic, but also... The fact that he was a brain surgeon makes him way more qualified mm-hmm. than Brinkley, which is why. It's but fair. also, you know, this dude's cut into, like, dozens of nut sacks. He's more qualified get, than Alex Jones. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's,
0: he's qualified for nut sacks, but not so much everything else. Oh,
1: and ladies' abdomens. That yeah, that too. The, the organs into. So, um, he, the show is hugely successful, and he starts making, the like, thousands a week thousands of dollars a week with the equivalent of about 12 to 15 million dollars a year
0: damn
1: eventually doctors started in the area started getting so many fucking patients who had grown sick from his cures that they lobbied the ama and the, they were like ama please make him stop being a doctor <laughs> and they were like sir we absolutely don't have the authority yeah that's not how this works at all but the ama and the doctors get with the casey star and they're like dude fucking put this dude on blast he's killing people he's so dangerous um and the they do they you know they, they start making a big campaign like really rallying against this guy in the nineteen in the year 1930 the kansas medical board has a hearing to decide about his license by then brinkley had signed 42 death certificates many by people who hadn't even been sick at the time wow and not to mention people that he treated who didn't come back to him or anything like that so they don't know where he fucking they died So, they, you know, there's potentially dozens of victims who had outright died from his uh, medical practice, medical practice. And so he gets his license revoked. Thank God. He actually gets his fucking medical license revoked. And then six months later, the FCC does not review his broadcasting license, mostly because his radio station was mostly advertisements, which was in violation of international treaties at the time. What? Really? but also because the they decided that the medical question box was simply bad for society. Yeah, so like, it's not, not in our favor. For I'm also to
0: that I'm stuff. surprised he got it revoked. I'm I'm like I'm a little surprised I, by that.
1: I mean, things are really rallying against. Yeah, him at this point like it's starting to turn into a big fucking deal. Um, and he tried to sue, and he lost. But he lost in what became a landmark case in broad, uh, broadcast law. Really? Like, he, Yeah, it was one of the founding laws of, like, modern broadcast uh, – or one of the founding cases of modern broadcast law. And I was like, this dude's got his Dude, finger in every yeah, and every, pod. Yeah, dipping his toes <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere he goes, they have to change things permanently after he's yeah. dead. <laughs> So, uh, naturally, in an attempt to overturn this bid, he runs for governor. Because if he runs for governor, he can appoint his own members to the medical board and reinstate his license. He starts this run for governor fucking three days after he loses his license. He ran as a write-in candidate, which is hard, uh, but he lost, not a surprise, yeah. but he 30% of the vote.
0: Damn. 30%. That's, yeah, that's
1: quite a bit. Here's the fucking real rub of it. He lost to, uh, did I write that guy's name? Harry Woodring, who became later the Secretary of War for uh, FDR. Harry Woodring himself admits that uh, there was a law change the Attorney General had implemented three days before the election where he said, everyone who votes on a writing candidate for this guy has to write his name the same way. It has to be right. John R. Wrinkley. They changed that law right before And that ends up invalidating between thirty and fifty thousand ballots. Damn. And and Harry Woodring admits that dude would have won if those hadn't been fucking invalidated. That dude almost became governor of Kansas. Holy shit! And I was like, pretty shady thing to do. They yeah, I I, I, I was gonna say it's like they they they
0: knew that he would probably win, so they passed that. I mean, I'm glad he didn't become fucking. I,
1: I know, I am too. But but he did weird. get
0: fucked over. That's, yeah, that's
1: fucking dirty shit. Um, so he so he ends up running again and loses again. Uh, this time to Al Landon, who became the Republican nominee for president in 1936. Kansas was so on the map. Yeah, it was
0: fucking crazy.
1: hot. Isn't that weird to imagine? It is weird. Um, so he lost he lost radio station gone so he sells it to an insurance company and he moves to the texas mexico border where he can run a radio station called a border blaster there's something weird about the like legal what's allowed right at the border kind really? of thing uh that i didn't really get into but he was allowed to run his huh. radio station there damn um and he kept his clinic open by having two protégés run it i hope to god they, they were actually qualified yeah actually yeah, i uh, made it yeah, so, we, but I'd have never found out. Um, the So, okay, a little bit of backstory. Mexico is pissed off the United States because this is when radios are like kind of exploding popularity, and there's a lot of radio stations, and America is just gobbling up the radio stations. So, like, these frequencies are ours, these frequencies are ours, and they're not letting Mexico get any. No. Mexico's pissed about this, so they give him this fucking broadcast license just to piss off Dude. the US. <laughs> Just piss off the U.S., and to keep getting mad or to keep pissing off the US, they increase his wattage uh, license six times. Jesus. So he goes from having a 50,000 watt radio station to a million watt radio station, making it one of the most powerful radio stations in the entire world.
0: Good God.
1: <laughs> you could hear his shit from the Texas border in Canada.
0: Jug- <laughs> Literally everything is just going like well for this guy. He's like,
1: th- I mean, kind of. He is, you know, he can still make his money. Yeah, in Kansas. Yeah, he, his radio station is on the border. It seems like
0: Kansas. Just what although he, what he's I was dipping say his, his first toes. Radio
1: station, the fifty thousand watt one, you could hear it in Kansas. So he's like...
0: Yeah. <laughs> now he's just blasting Dude, America Yeah, it seems like when he what he starts dipping his toes in just works out for him enough to be Insane. like I'm gonna make money off this
1: it's very much because of the time that he was yeah. alive like, simply five years later in all of this it could have been a totally different story so he has one of the most powerful radio stations in the world and he moves to Del Rio Texas which is not where his radio station ends up uh, but he, uh, so he does the the radio station sometimes over the phone. Yeah. But he builds up Del Rio, Texas into this kind of like border equivalent of Memphis and he starts like launching up a bunch of career uh, or country stars and they become like huge. Like a ton of country stars at the time were f- part of his station. Damn. And so he like builds up his network of influence. Insane that he's involved in yeah, the country good music God. Scene as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but people like what he's doing they like his idea the border blaster shit and he like starts that like a lot of people there are other radio stations that get in trouble they move to the border start blasting it Mexico's like fuck you the United States (laughs) hilarious time to be alive yeah Um, so he has to do his shit over the phone so the US government passes a law to ban doing that oh my god so then I know I know of course they did. Then he starts being one of the first people in America to use pre-recorded speeches to air on on the radio, so he doesn't have to record or, or like do it live on the phone to
0: get around the law, dude. Just <laughs> every every backdoor uh, loophole he can find. I know, yeah.
1: And like that, he became like kind of a founder in doing that practice because at the time, everything on the radio was live. Live, yeah. They, um, they called it like tronic recording, like it was a made-up word. <laughs> it was that early, you know. So, um, he gets around that. So but by then the US government's like Mexico we're going to kick your fucking ass <laughs> if you keep letting him do this shit. So they revoke his uh license. Mexico revokes his license, but then he just moves to a new Mexican state which is fine. All the while offering vasectomies and prostate rejuvenations in his town in uh Texas for like 20 grand. Equivalent. Damn, what
0: is prostate Does rejuvenation and and
1: am intrigued to Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any pamphlets sir? Yeah, I, I would like, like
0: to, to yeah, I need some reading material.
1: I don't know if mine is old, but I wouldn't mind it being Yeah,
0: a little little refresher. Uh that's
1: all, that's all it needs. So, already super long story short, in 1938, Fishbine, his arch fucking nemesis at this point, publishes a big article about how fucking terrible Brinkley is, and Brinkley sues Fishbein, for libel, which is a stupid thing to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, what?
1: <gasps> so he sues him. The trial took three days, and the entire jury was like, you're a fucking quack. Like, the, doctor, <laughs> like, the jury was like, no, you're literally yeah. a quack. Like, and this uh, opens him up for a bunch of lawsuits. Because now, legally, the court is like, you're not a real fucking medicine." Oh, yeah. Everything Fishbein said was real.
0: That's not good. And...
1: At the same time, the IRS starts investigating him for tax fraud. He becomes a Nazi sympathizer. Oh, no. And becomes bankrupt by the year
0: 1941.
1: Damn. So in three three years, he goes from that that article being published to a bankrupt Nazi. So then the post office starts investigating him for mail fraud, and then he has three heart attacks. He gets his leg cut off, and he dies penniless the next year. 1942. Jesus! <laughs> That's the end of, Jesus. of John R. Brinkley. It
0: really, uh, it really, everything went just, it was going okay, it wasn't going bad, but it wasn't going great, and then it he just... He flew so close to the sun. Yeah, he did. He, <laughs> he did. I
1: mean, he, uh... What's, there's like a metaphor for that. I don't know. He burned bright. The brightest yeah. star is burned the shortest. He's you know? the
0: he, he's the what is it? Icarus of quack doctors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's just like still not as bad as bad as Brownback. Kind of true. Yeah. If he had been governor, he probably would have been the worst governor of the state
0: ever. Fucking that, had. That's so crazy. I wonder for how. Sure. I wonder how Kansas's like history would have changed if he had become governor I mean kids history got all fucking up wild yeah dude. but still
1: uh um, Isn't that insane? I was like you this guy couldn't fucking stop. He was just a, an engine of chaos. Dude, you know?
0: fucking yeah, he keeping the wheels churning at all times. That's 100%. insane um all right
1: so yeah that's john Army the Splinkley and then in 2017 someone stole the giant winged angel off of his grave <laughs> we don't know who <laughs> someone, someone, why does he even have one
0: someone just saw it was like i want that and then i get fucking more power to they you Google who it is and yeah. they're like oh fuck yeah this dude. <laughs> fuck this dude he sucks um uh, all right, let me take uh yeah, let, me... let me take a little short break to use the bathroom and then I will start my Doing story. Doing a breaky
1: poo. How long are we in right now?
0: We I don't know cuz I had already been streaming. Oh, I, I yeah. would say an hour and 20 minutes. Good god. Yeah. I that could be wrong though to be honest cuz I did start streaming before, you know, you called me and stuff like that. So, I was already streaming. This is just continuation. So, I would okay. say maybe an hour 10 20 if if that
1: i'm ready for is how do you think yours compares in chaos to mine
0: uh it's pretty chaotic i was like
1: doing my notes and uh during work and then work ended and i was like i'm gonna finish this and i was like new paragraph Like jesus yeah good god that's kind of how so please kill him so this is just over now
0: Uh, I'm ready, though. All am right. excited. Uh, let's see. Let also, like,
1: review and subscribe. Yeah, right. Review, subscribe,
0: those. all that stuff.
1: We love getting your messages. We do. Yes, and sir. C- when you tag us and stuff. Wait. There was a space update. Somebody tagged us about a space update. What was that? Did you see that comment from BroPra? Yeah, about, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. About the drinking, <laughs> the drinking game. Making a drinking yeah. game out of there it is. That's so funny.
0: Um... um I'll I'll
1: I'll try to find what I was talking about. Okay, space update.
0: So, uh today I'm going to be talking about the uh the Prince of Poyes, the Cacique, his serene Highness Gregor Junior El, Gen- El General MacGregor and uh his name, okay, so the guy's name is Gregor MacGregor. Okay. His name is Gregor McGregor. Uh, Already alive, which sounds made up. Sounds made up. I know, yeah. Uh, So he was born on Christmas Eve in 1786. Uh, Dude, uh, it's it's. This is what the history on him is. Uh, He hold on. Oh, sorry. McGregor hailed from the McGregors, obviously. Uh, but the McGregors were basically basically a Jacobite clan of outlaws who had spent nearly 100 years as outlaws before being re-legalized, which is insane. Like They, <laughs> they, they had to get re-legalized to rejoin society.
1: They're like, dude, you're not an American yeah. anymore. Uh-uh. Wait, what country is this in?
0: Is this America? Sorry. Um, I don't think... I don't think he's in a, it didn't say where he like originally hailed from unless I missed it but I don't think it's in America. Scottish. Oh yeah, that's it's right. I have it in here that he's a Scot a Scot. Uh so yeah. he came from a long line of motherfuckers who were with the shits uh in 1803 at the age of 16 Uh, Our boy is like, fuck it, it's time to go on an adventure, and he joins the British Army, which was perfect with a perfect time because the Napoleonic Wars had just started. So, McGregor was sent to a post that was supposedly getting ready to defend a French invasion, but that invasion never came. So, old McGregor was looking for some adventure, but all he got was a bunch of sitting around and waiting. Um, So, whilst hurrying and waiting, he ends up meeting his first wife, Oh, Maria uh Maria Bowater. Spoiler. Yeah. First. The first, yeah. <laughs> uh so Maria Bowater, she was supposedly a catch and uh her family were high-ranking figures in the military and they were super rich. So There Lit. you go. Yeah. So McGregor ends up suiting this gal, even though her family didn't really think too highly of him. And before long, they get married, and our boy Greg is using his wife's money to buy himself the rank of captain and getting transferred to old Gibraltar. Yeah, that's the. I was surprised as well. I guess you just you, you put enough money in, and you're good. Um, if I
1: was in the military and I found out my officers could simply buy their position, I would not. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to any of their them. Fucking
0: yeah, fucking mouths. So even though he had bought his way to captain and got him himself sent to a way better post, he was still bored. He sat around waiting Wait, for. I did
1: have a question. What's up? You so how recently after the the McGregor's had been relegalized was he born? Was that like you know, his parents or whatever, or was that, like, a long time ago?
0: Uh, I think that was a long time ago. They didn't have an actual date for it, but um, okay. it was, I don't know. We'll say a long time ago. Because
1: I, I was thinking that if it had been recent, I would explain why his family, uh, the family of military men were like, I don't... That I could be very true, scoundrel. yes. That could be... <laughs> you <know? laughs> You could
0: be correct on that. Mm. But anyway, okay. So, um... Even though he bought himself the rank of captain, he got sent to a better post. He was still bored. He sat around waiting for a French fleet that never showed up, and he was getting restless. So in 1809, uh, just at the right uh, moment, Greggie Boy was planning to give up, and Returned to Scotland, he was finally sent to fight. Sent to Portugal fighting Napoleon's forces. Old Greg was finally getting uh, the excitement oh, that Greg. he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, finally getting.
1: Yes, the... I get to get in a war. Yeah, Such that's what he time. was really
0: all about. So, I hate rich people. Me Fucking too. Assholes. So, even though this had been what he wanted, he still found himself restless. In 1809, he sold the rank of captain, which I didn't know was a thing. What? Yeah, I didn't know you could do that increasingly Uh, baffled by the structure
1: of this military
0: and he found himself uh, I'm sorry he sells the rank of captain and tells the British army fucking later boners and goes to join the Portuguese (laughs) army Uh, what? and yeah that didn't. he didn't last a year in the Portuguese army until he got bored again and resigned
1: he's like I actually don't
0: yeah he's like I actually don't like this so by the summer of 1810 Greg was back in Scotland and bored out of his mind once more and what do people do when they're bored out of their mind they pilgrimage for adventure uh, or I'm sorry what do people do when they're bored out of their mind and their pilgrimage for adventure didn't quite pan out how they expected they just start making shit up So Greg, yeah, okay. Greg starts telling people that the con part of the story. (laughs) Oh, it gets so much worse! It gets so much worse. So Greg starts telling people that upon his leave of the Portuguese army, he had been knighted, and now he was Sir McGregor, and you should all address him as such. And when our boy realized that people like weren't questioning this lie or looking into it, he was just like, "Well, I'll be damned! What else can I lie about?" Yeah, so um let's see so fast forward to a few years in 1812 and mcgregor's wife had died and his in-laws had cut him off financially so what do you do when that happens you take a ship to venezuela and in april that year mcgregor steps off of said ship into the wonderful world of caracas so not long after his arrival mcgregor decides he's going to dip his toes into the south american wars um and uh, the south american wars of independence and gets involved uh and gets involved with that uh francisco
1: anti-independence right he's not fighting on the side of
0: independence he i think he is actually he's not he's fighting he's fighting royalists uh hey that's kind of cool so he's really doing it so yeah he's You'll see. So uh, (laughs) he gets involved with a man named Francisco de Miranda, uh, the then Republic leader. uh, And for some reason, this guy had appointed McGregor a cavalry officer. Um, In 1812, McGregor marries his second wife, Josefa Antonia Andrea Aristegueta E. Lavera, who... Wait, what happened to his first wife? She died. Remember I said she died, his in-laws cut him off. Yeah. Um. So he marries the, his second wife, and she just happens to be the cousin of si- uh, Simon Bolivar, an incredibly powerful leader in Venezuela. So not long after this marriage, Venezuela falls to Spanish forces, Francisco is captured, and Gregor and Bolivar get the fuck out of Dodge going in the opposite direction of each other, and just barely escaping capture. Um, so the next few That's years, exciting. yeah, it's, Adventure? so yeah, this, Adventure? this, this is what has actually, has actually happened. So
1: it's like, wow, almost being captured by enemy forces was very exciting. Very exciting. Super it's like, exciting. But
0: he says, I need more. So the next few years, Bolivar and Gregor would cross paths only for the only time they would cross paths is when some horrible shit would happen. Like, like the fall of the second Venezuelan Republic and things of that nature, and finally in 1816, uh, Gregor reconnects with Bolivar in Haiti after joining his latest military campaign. So by now, most of Venezuela was back under royalist control, and Bolivar's plan was to post men at strate- strategic points near the coast and lead a massive uprising. And Gregor was put in charge oh. of he was put in charge of 600 men who were dropped in Ocumare unfortunately this plan like instantly did not work and Bolivar was forced to tuck tail and retreat and mcgregor and his men were stranded on the shore of oakum as their ride rode off into the sunset
1: who who was haiti fighting at the time
0: i don't know i didn't look that much into it
1: okay i wanted to know i was trying to remember
0: i don't know if haiti was fighting or if they just met in haiti
1: well he said up rising? Oh, so was he just trying to stir up shit? Well, it said
0: that it said that the second uh, Venezuela Republic had fallen and he meets up with Bolivar and Haiti to join his latest campaign and they're gonna try to take back Venezuela. Oh, okay, okay. So, this plan doesn't work. Uh, McGregor and 600 of his men are stuck in enemy territory, basically. Uh, And shit is looking pretty grim. So... They're trapped in royalist territory, they have limited ammunition, they have even less provisions, and it's looking like they're going to die. Luckily for them, though, old McGregor was a con man baby, and if there's anything that con men have, it's a relentless, sel- uh, a relentless sense of self-preservation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they will do anything to save their own skin. So, McGregor marches his men right through royalist territory... He ends up tricking uh, Spanish troops into walking into swamps, which allowed his men to punch right through royalist blockades. It was actually pretty fucking impressive, to be honest. That's cool. So after weeks of fucking the Spanish troops up, he finally leads his men into the safety of Allied territory. And words starts spreading around of his feet, leading his troops over 180 miles through enemy territory and giving the royalists what's what. And McGregor becomes a hero overnight. Uh, that all happened. That is a real it's thing. Real. To have. Yeah, it's real.
1: Hell yeah! I mean, shit. You know, that's something. Yeah, it's something. it's great.
0: And then he immediately squanders any good name he had. Oh, for good. Name. Okay. So McGregor ends up getting awarded the Order of the Libertores, which was a pretty high honor, but it didn't satisfy him. Not he high wanted he, he dude. He wanted a promotion and a fucking raise. So later that year. Word begins spreading amongst mercenaries in Pittsburgh about a Scottish man going around and hiring forces for a private invasion of Spanish Florida. He was a Portuguese oh, knight, a shoot. Venezuelan hero, and would be giving anyone who joined titles to huge estates in Florida. It states that estates that he didn't exactly have the rights to give, but you know whatever. Uh, In June of 1817, McGregor, along with 200 mercenaries, sailed to Amelia Island, Florida. Upon arrival, troops in Amelia Island saw all these pissed-off Americans storm their shore and immediately surrendered, thinking it was a full-on American invasion uh after gregor all gregor had to do was take a few more forts and he could have had a victory that rivaled akmer but unfortunately he really like wasn't feeling it so he just dubbed amelia like, that I- was exciting yeah though, actually so I'm he just good. dubs amelia island the republic of east florida and settles there getting shit-faced and sunbathing
1: Lit. yeah so uh old he's boys like, this island is amazing yeah I'm <laughs> he's like I'm, I'm good I,
0: I, don't, I don't care about anything else um so McGregor's men start getting kind of upset they're like bro you promised us all this stuff and now you're just not going to do it and McGregor's like don't worry don't worry I'll pay you and he begins paying them in republican republic of east florida dollars which were just <laughs> dollars that he made himself <laughs> So uh one morning in September of 1817 these mercenaries wake up to find that old Greggy boy had taken the ship and the remaining money and was like bye and sailed away Uh, and just stranded these dudes in enemy territory and left them to their fate. Yeah. Um, So, because of the Florida fiasco, old Gregor fell out of Bolivar's good graces, so what does he do? He pulls a Florida 2.0, sails back to Britain, he's like, he hires like 500 men and tries to conquer Panama. He takes... 200 men to Portobello and ends up taking the city, but instead of pushing forward, he does the old Florida flip flop and just does what he did last time and gets shit faced and parties in the sun. <laughs> um, he's oh, like, "Oh, it got me again. Yeah. So, uh, he didn't even set up like any defenses for counterattacks. He was just like, we got it. Let's party. We win. Yeah. So, uh, He seems like he skimmed how to colonize. uh, Yeah, he he, he read the cliff notes. Yeah, yeah. So, also, could you just like imagine a time where you could just pull up and literally take over a city, and then just
1: you just have a city that's just
0: yours now? Yeah.
1: So you're like a huge problem. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone else
0: now? (laughs) So, the Spanish obviously launch a counterattack, and McGregor is forced to flee, once again leaving the mercenaries he hired in the dust again to meet their fate. So, in October of 1819, Gregor lands outside a royalist hideout on Venezuela's coast. He was backed by the remaining mercenaries for the Portobello fiasco, which I don't know why the fuck they followed him but go off queen, I guess like, I guess whatever. What, if I was one of the adventure seekers? Yeah. I guess. If I was one of those mercenaries, I'd be like, what happened to the other guys you hired? Like, where, where are they at? Um, so same shit happened. McGregor takes the city, gets hammered. When a counterattack happens, he sails away, leaving his men to absolutely get fucking decimated. Um, after this third little fuck up, Bolivar issued a decree that his cousin McGregor was a traitor and any villain Venezuelan that laid eyes on him were to shoot him on sight. Uh, oh, yeah, really okay. really was not a fan of him. It's not good. Yeah. So in April of 1820, Old Gregor hops off a boat onto a land known as Mosquito Shore, which is alongside the Caribbean coast of modern-day Nicaragua and Honduras. Uh, the Mosquito...
1: Horrible, yeah.
0: The mosquito shore was as terrible as it sounded. It was hot, humid, and fucking jammed to the brim with disease and mosquitoes. Uh, so at this point in time, McGregor is on every major territory shit list, uh, all looking to yeah. capture and kill him. Yeah, he's not wanted really, he's not liked anywhere. So he heads off into the forest of this tropical, tropical hell, plotting and scheming on his next move. While hiding in these forests, he comes upon one of the tribal leaders, a man who called himself King George Frederick Augustus. Uh, upon meeting this lad, old Greg did, we did what he did best. He goes, in, he goes into this gentleman's hut and drinks and spends a couple of days parting his ass off with this guy. And once their bender ended, MacGregor left the king's hut with a title deed to 8 million acres of tribal land, which would be the core of his next little scheme. Back in Britain, the people were getting ready for the coronation of King George the Fourth. There were massive parties and spectacles, and that 's when MacGregor slipped back in without anyone noticing this was nice just, yeah, so this just wasn't our plain old MacGregor. you know we were now looking at his serene Highness Gregor MacGregor, the first sovereign prince of the state of Poyes and its dependencies the, Holy the shit. yeah, the Kathika of Poye Nation. He arrived back to London in the summer of 1821, and no one fucking questioned the stupid-ass title he made for himself. Uh, And this was partially due to the amount of new territories that were just springing up all over the place in the last couple of years. That does make sense. Yeah, so as... He's like,
1: oh, I grabbed this island. They're like,
0: okay, yeah, Yeah, probably, sure. And McGregor being related to Simon Bolivar, even though Bolivar wanted him dead, no one really questioned it fucking... No one questioned it. Um... So once he's in London, he gets right to work on his little scheme. He starts spreading the word about Poyes, and most importantly, uh, what really helped him do this was under the pseudonym Thomas Strangeways, he publishes a guidebook to Puyers, uh going in great te- detail of the nation's geography, its climate, its architecture, and its government. He describes it as a utopia stating that the soil was fertile and it could support three harvests a year. Soil. Wow. That surprisingly was perfect for every major cash crop. Um of yeah, of course it is. He said that the it's river
1: like uh, what was it? The Swiss family Robinson island yeah.
0: that grew every spice,
1: herb and animal uh-huh. that's ever existed.
0: And uh, he also said the riverbeds had lumps of gold laying along the banks, and that unlike yeah. most of Central America, Poyes had no tropical diseases. Like what? That's so crazy. That's we have wild. No
1: mosquitoes, and you can find diamonds. Yeah, just right on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Actually, the Smith family Robinson came out in 1812. So no maybe, shit, really. Yeah, Damn, yeah. These so parallel, like, dude. basically the same shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Gregor heads to the Scottish communities of London and begins peddling this utopia. He tells members of said community that it would be an amazing opportunity for them and their families to thrive, and it would also be wonderful to establish Scotland's first viable colony, a chance to show the world that Scotland meant business and they are actually a major player. And all they had to do was buy just like one plot of land in Puyais that he was selling, just a little bit of money, baby, and this can all it's become all- a reality the hell is that oh it's my cat uh so by the by the fall of 1822 people were cranking their hogs over poyes uh the first boatload of scottish sello- settlers had just departed for poyes and a general bubble holy shit yeah yeah, yeah.
1: So- holy shit he's got a boat going yeah. out there
0: so and a general bubble in latin american securities was starting to expand um so jesus okay. christ so, uh fucking old Greggy boy heads over to a bank and is like, "Hey, can you underwrite these Poey's bonds, pretty please?" And they just fucking did it. They like, "Oh my
1: god." They hand yeah. this man
0: 200,000 pounds using and using this money, McGregor opens Poyace consulates across Britain. Basically like embassies. Uh so by winter, uh investment Poyers bonds had generated over a billion pounds in today's money. All while MacGregor was still selling land and poyes to the Scots.
1: Holy shit! Yeah,
0: dude. So and he's getting in deep. He is. He's getting in he's real fucking deep. Fucking
1: with nation states, dude. dude. We I've, talked about yeah, that. But you I'm, don't want to owe nation states money. I'm
0: telling you, just just wait. It gets a lot worse. So, in January of 1823, the second boat of settlers departs for Poyes. I mean, you can obviously see an issue that's going to arise. You're sending a boat full of people to a place that doesn't exist.
1: I'm simply baffled by that part.
0: So in November of 1822, the first boat reached the Mosquito Shore. As the boat began to dock, uh, our lovely Scottish settlers all threw on their Sunday best clothing and fucking let a cannon rip so a poise boat would come out and guide them to the city's capital. Obviously that didn't happen. Um, no. so their initial thought that they had made some it was that they had made some sort of navigation error. So they all unload their luggage on an empty stretch of coast and sent the old ship's captain off to find Poyase. So these individuals are just kind of vibing on this desert, deserted stretch of shore. Most of the people on this ship were older folks looking for an easy retirement, as well as families that had a lot of young children. Oh, it's, it's not going yeah, <laughs> So not, not exactly fit to survive such hostile lands. Um, I like that name, the P- prostate of Poise as a <laughs> name for this episode. Uh, so, uh, March of 1823, the second ship joins the first batch of stranded settlers. Even though nobody has been able to find Puyes, everybody just assumes that they had made a navigation error. Uh, even the fucking captain. Dude, that's what I was thinking dude, the plan was. Yeah. Was like, oh, you didn't turn. You missed, you yeah. You just, oh, shit. Um, so even the captain of the first ship was like, hey gang, I have sailed up and down the coast of this area and there is not any sign of a city and everybody looked at him and was like shut up you dumb sailor bitch it's here somewhere go try again
1: land sailor yeah yeah
0: so they're you're like on the water idiot they're like go look again you piece of shit so the captain is like all right i guess and he sets off for oh. his second recon mission with hundreds of settlers now settled down to wait again
1: they're all like you're wrong and he's like oh yeah I missed it
0: it's like oh the, yeah let's go again the guy who is who is uh an expert of the sea misnavigated and got us somewhere completely different yeah sure okay buddy um, so, that same month, these motherfuckers really got the shit into the stick as a hurricane rolled through and absolutely decimated the Mosquito Shore. It destroyed supplies, it destroyed their shelters, and it wrecked the remaining ship. They were then battered by endless heavy rains that soaked the, the settlers, and after the rain ceased, the Mosquitoes arrived. Thick oh, swarm, yeah. I bet it was, nuts. dude. Oh dude, my god. Oh my uh, god. So thick swarms.
1: Have you, ever, have you ever seen One Punch Man? Yeah, yeah. Maybe like the mosquito lady. People uh, just be like dehydrating in the street.
0: It's fucking awful. <laughs> I cannot imagine like being stuck on a tropical island after a a, a hurricane and heavy rainfall. The amount of mosquitoes that would just, have oh, ever... dude.
1: There's like videos of people in places like that with and like you can see from the mesh on their tents, like hundreds of no. their fucking oh I God. hate everything
0: about that. So <laughs> thick swarms of mosquitoes bit the settlers and one by one the abandoned Scots began to die of disease. So diseases such as malaria and yellow fever. Yeah. Of the of the two hundred settlers that reached mosquito shore, it's estimated that over two thirds were killed by tropical disease. Fuck. yeah yeah so luckily dude, what a
1: nightmare situation dude though? but like, yeah you're an absolute nightmare know. everybody like everybody just starts dropping dead fast you know and you're and you know what it is it's getting bit by mosquitoes and I, you're like your your day all day is to not get bit by mosquitoes but you're getting bit by mosquitoes
0: i That's can't a I can, yeah i can't fucking imagine that is a nightmare Um, so, it's estimated that over two-thirds were killed. Luckily for the surviving members, a ship from British Honduras just so happened to pass by and alerted the colonial authorities of the remainder of the, uh... Uh, sorry. Uh, someone gave a... Hey, thanks for all the bits, Dash. I appreciate it. I have my alert box turned off, uh, because we're doing the podcast. But, thank you, good sir. Um, so... A ship from British Honduras happened to pass by and alerted the colonial authorities. And for the remainder of 1823, the, Nor- the Royal Navy was overwhelmed from evacuating the survivors and intercepting ships headed to Poies. Uh By the year's end, the Royal Navy had stopped five more ships, each carrying hundreds oh of settlers headed for Poyes. Dude, that is horrible. Like, dude, that's yeah. A horrible. It's thing, insane. Dude. He's like.
1: I mean, sending people like to die games, yeah, yeah. yeah like he's killing hundreds of people wow so, no, I was like what's the exit plan for that does he like so I thought what you were going to tell me was he was going to take the money from all this buy an island somewhere and just like make it shitty he was going to fire fest the city out of uh, an
0: island but no he's just like I'm
1: going to keep sending people dude yeah
0: it's no, uh, no end in sight to him fucking sending these people insane Um, so, let's see, where was I? Uh, so they intercepted five more ships carrying hundreds of people. In October of 1823, the Mosquito Shore disaster news finally reached London. And right off the jump, uh, a lot of angry motherfuckers began looking for old MacGregor, but unfortunately for them, he had fled England just before the story arrived, taking as much of his swindled cash as he could hold. So, even though the news had broken London of his little con, McGregor would continue on with the Poyer scheme for 15 fucking years. No. 15 years, dog.
1: You could do anything you want. Anything. That... Is... Wait, so, like, were boats going there? Like... Or was he just, like,
0: capitalizing I, I, on it, I know? It didn't specify if, if they were sending... Uh, if they were still sending boats. I would imagine if he's peddling this scheme for 15 years... He is still sending boats to Poyace and the Royal Navy has to fucking intercept them.
1: That is fucked.
0: Bananas, right?
1: That is fucked. I and I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like, it, like if any of those settlers came back, it, as soon as I hit the ground back in London or England, I'm like, I'm gonna cut that. Yeah, but yeah, but like, it's my I personal won't rest mission. Like die. Yeah, personal mission
0: now to find him. That's horrifying. So, um, from 1823 to 1838, he pulled this little con again and again and never got in trouble. For some reason, no one in Europe could accept the fact that Poyace didn't exist. Um, the, 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 the dude, the, the, the video, oh, no. the video, well, let me find the name of the video I watched in this cause they did such a good job. Um, I want to shout them out. They did an incredible job. That's where I got most of this information. Uh, Gregor Mac Gregor uh, so biographics they were the one the video that I watched and they did an incredible job they basically the way they described it was like if you had just if you told people today that Hawaii actually didn't exist and it was all made up like people just could not fathom the idea that this dude made all this up um, <laughs> that's dude yeah
1: it's like almost a
0: Mandela effect thing where everyone's like nope Is real.
1: I heard about that for like a yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, and so people are like, they are convinced it exists.
1: Like, I gave money for that GoFundMe. I'm
0: pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, Um, that's crazy, dude. I, I like, I can't believe like you make something up so fucking so large that people can no longer accept that it's fake.
1: Yeah, I mean, really though, like. success of it came from being so bold yeah that's true like well they wouldn't just send a whole boat full
0: of people but they did (laughs) multiple boats so holy shit like i said no one in europe could accept the fact that Poyas didn't exist when uh, so fucking mcgregor eventually settles in paris the french government made him an an advisor on latin affairs like (laughs) like he just keeps winning bro um so <laughs> both of our stories about are like about boundless success yeah insane whole to horrible yeah. people so he eventually um uh, so uh, latin affairs he eventually gets arrested for his fake bond scheme and when it, it or i'm sorry he gets made the latin of, uh, advisor on latin affairs he reinstates his fake bond scheme to make more money and when he's eventually busted in 1825, he successfully blames his french partner and gets away again. Bro. Um so after so and after after that happens, he returns to London where it all started and gets more bonds written for 800,000 pounds.
1: Dude, rich assholes don't do a fucking Dude, lick no, of research. Uh, They're Not just at all. Throwing money at dickheads.
0: So As time goes on, our boy is doing his scheme up and down Britain. Uh, Yeah. So he never again hits the big time, though only because the Latin securities bubble had burst and no one wanted to invest any more into it, but he always had enough money coming in to keep people believing in So, Dude. Dude
1: the pre-internet era
0: in bananas dog bananas
1: myth came from where they were like if you just work hard enough yeah the american dream." true true. you could lie you could cheat and murder and you would get away with it and you could get more successful and it totally was a real thing yep uh it's just a i mean it's a fucking sharky shark yes it is situation you know These like children and old children. Yeah.
0: Hundreds of people. So uh, in 1838, McGregor's wife, Josepha dies. And this seemed to be a turning point for him to start peddling his Pouillet scheme. And in October, he gets on a boat and sails back to Caracas and never mentions Pouillet again, just drops it completely um so wow yeah so mcgregor is now sailing back to the very place this kind of all started where orders had been given for him to be shot on sight um fair <laughs> and you would think that it, and so initially you know you step off this boat where orders have been given for you to be killed on site you're about to meet some justice well you'd be fucking wrong so no, i was
1: like i think that about this man at all
0: so see Bolivar, who had given the orders for him to be killed on site had died way back in 1830 and at the time of his death he did not have a great reputation he was very unpopular nobody liked him uh so when greg got off the boat everyone was do what
1: bolivar was the unpopular one yeah
0: when he died apparently he was not was he
1: sending thousands of
0: people to their doom what the Oh, I don't know dude I don't I, I didn't really look into why he was so dude, unpopular asked, McGregor absolutely dabbed on Bolivar. dude like, he dabbed he, on everyone dog life. like um so he wasn't popular when he died so when old greggy boy got off the boat everyone was like uh eh, I guess killing him would be a bit much and like, I mean, so shit. when he lands on Caracas he's able to request an audience with the government. Amongst this audience was General Carlos Sublet, who, luckily for McGregor, was one of the soldiers under McGregor's uh, command during Akume, the time he actually did some heroic shit. The one time he ever did anything wow. heroic, this guy happens to be on the new the government. So, what, dude, what a lucky fucking asshole Um, (laughs) uh really so old general Soublet never ended up following mcgregor on any of his other military conquests so he had no idea that he left all those mercenaries to die in the towns that he attacked the internet doesn't exist (laughs) exist, and he had a a good
1: imagine i i mean you know oh my god dude so we've been complaining about the settlers but yeah like, a po- a lot of those dudes probably died. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most of them. Th- They were... Holy
0: they were, shit. They were in enemy territory, and uh, the enemy closed in on them and were like, well, I guess you're dead now. And fucking... They were met to their... They were kept to their fate.
1: This dude is stacked bodies. Dude, shit so...
0: full of bodies. So, uh, our government boy had also never heard of Poyace, and because of this, he had no idea how much of a piece of shit McGregor actually was. And since Soublet was now a member of Venezuela's government, he welcomes McGregor back literally with open arms, like throws his uh, arms around him, exclaims how good it is to see him. Um, and uh, he's like, Is it? It is cool. So, <laughs> yeah, he, so he reinstates McGregor's position in the Venezuelan army, gives him 25 years of back pay and handed him a very no. generous pension. Dude, yes. Oh my god.
1: And he's like, you know what? Just because you're so fucking cool, we're <laughs> gonna start a city on an island yeah. <laughs> for you. <laughs> Why not? Yeah,
0: so for the next seven years, this little shitbird lives in Caracas. He was very wealthy and very well prospected. He lived a happy life until his death, December 4th, 1845. Never... Ever having no. to pay for the people that he killed and the lives he ruined. What a fucking awful ending! It's estimated, it's estimated that between the Poye scheme and all the time he abandoned his men, he was responsible for the deaths of five hundred people. And that That's is lower than I thought. Yeah, That's lower than lower. I thought, but still. That, but that I is mean, the story. Five
1: hundred is an auditorium full of people. I, w- I would
0: imagine if, if that that. Uh, ship that passed poies hadn't had done that they were there would be a lot more people dead in poies because they were yeah. they they like you know whatever you know whatever you say about the the royal navy back then shout out to them for taking it upon themselves to intercept ships coming to this desolate fucking stretch of island like
1: dude stop no you guys can't come here it's bullshit it's all bullshit don't worry that is so Dude, nuts. It, bananas. That sucks. That guy just got away yeah, with it. Yeah, got away with
0: it and lived a happy um a happy life who is wealthy and well respected in in his town. <gasps> oh, that's that's something else. That is we, what a terrible ending.
1: At least, at least mine his life goes downhill although like admittedly he has like a three-year bad stretch and what well kind of his life's kind of a disaster but he had a good long run and like a short terrible run but i mean at least he had a terrible yeah at least he got like some kind of repercussions yeah and in the home but this guy got away with it I was like, do we honor him officially to this day? Is there a fucking holiday? I don't
0: know, to room? be honest. I have no... I mean, I wouldn't imagine now, because all this information is available, and people are like, oh, he really like wasn't a great guy. I would love so to... So what see. happened
1: with Amelia Island? Is it... So it, it was...
0: Yeah. It was Spanish-controlled Florida, um, or Spanish-controlled modern-day Florida. All he did was he started putting the word out in like Pittsburgh that he was hiring people to do an invasion. I don't think he said where, but he was like, if you join me, you'll get estates to all this land, blah, 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 blah. Uh, You'll be set for life. So he sails a ship around Florida, hits a million island. There's not really, from what I saw, any fighting because a lot of the mercenaries he hired were Americans. So the Spanish on this island saw a bunch of American troops and were like, oh, we're getting full-scale invaded by America. We're going to get our dicks kicked in uh, and just surrendered. And So
1: who ended up owning that island in the end of all that? They took it back. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They okay. t- they, the Spanish came and took it back. And, uh, but now
1: it's Florida. It's Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amelia yeah.
0: Island was Spanish con- in Spanish-controlled Florida at the time. I hadn't
1: looked up a picture of it, so I didn't look up. How f- far close <coughs> it was to Florida. Yeah. It's, not, it, it's like, it is an island. I guess it is an island, but it looks like just kind of yeah, part, part of, of Florida. Florida yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like way further out. Yeah. There. I was also
0: I, like, when, when I was doing the research on this, I was like, I was like, how is he sailing all this way? But it was like Venezuela and stuff. I was like, oh, he's just, he's right. Yeah. He's next door, basically.
1: Also, uh, I was looking at Gregor McGregor's thing, and apparently that. Securities collapse you're talking about was partially responsible for a stock market crash for the Bank of England. Oh,
0: really, dude? <laughs>
1: this guy is absolutely stomping all over everything. Left, left, fucking havoc wherever he walked. And someone, who was that? Oh, in your chat, Jinxie. Yeah, they, that guy. Like he stopped
0: being a con man. Yeah, when when his wife when died. His wife died which, you know,
1: that's something. I wonder what his wife
0: stopped. was like thought of all this. Like did was yeah. I I wonder if she was in on it or if he was just like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm doing I bit. mean, he just
1: pays the bills. It's manly business." and she's like, "Cool." Yeah, sounds I, I feel like he could easily cover up most of it. Yeah. You know, she doesn't have a phone to fucking read about That's all true. the people he's stranding on islands everywhere. Dude,
0: I can't believe. And like even when the news broke of Poez, he was still able to sell i mean that just shows you how slowly word traveled like yeah nowadays if something like that happens everyone knows everyone knows about it
1: i mean and he did go to court but got out of it yeah he fucking blamed it on someone else just buried with full military honor
0: yes sir I- they gave him 25 years of back pay and a, a pension. What
1: scoundrel. What if his wife do.
0: was driving it and that's why he stopped when she died? That would be quite the twist. I would. Uh, that would be a good twist. If his wife oh, was actually yeah. the driving force behind Poyace, that would be insane. I also... And
1: he's like, well, I don't know how to do this anymore. What, yeah, he's like,
0: oh, I guess I'm done. But also him, him partying with this tribal leader and leaving with a deed to five... Eight million acres. What was the point of that? Like you could have you could have sail sold all this land without needing any of that. But I guess he uh I guess he landed there and being there was what gave him the idea of peddling this Utopia. So I guess if he hadn't landed on Mosquito Shore, he wouldn't have had the Poyace idea.
1: Oh, uh that po- the mosquito shore is still undeveloped to this day oh really yeah it's just such an un- it's a wasteland Dude, <laughs> uh, like, ah, i i that.
0: i just cannot imagine living anywhere where the mosquitoes are so thick that like uh that makes my skin no. crawl that makes my skin crawl well
1: that was a good story it was, it know, was a good one it was a little unsatisfying ending, yeah yeah not great Like when they get but you know i think the farther back we go, the more often we're going to run into
0: dudes who just get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, cuz uh, when you go the that gold, far back, the
1: gold the gold authenticator thing or collector, that that was that dude just kind of got away with it. And
0: he just... And yeah. uh the the diamond mind guys though they got away with it but they were they were like one of the ones that was like yeah good good fuck those stupid billion fucking rich people for believing that guy this and
1: and carlos kaiser got away with it but his it's fine he didn't really like yeah he didn't really like uh like affect anyone's lives yeah Yeah. (laughs) Probably it's, one of my favorite stories of the these guys, yeah.
0: We like when they get away with it when they're not hurting anybody. Like that's yeah, fine. Like,
1: not Nat Walla. He's yeah. pretty good too. He's pretty good. And he gave yeah.
0: back to people. This dude just like killed a bunch of families <laughs> and old people. <laughs> uh, holy shit. Uh
1: that's that was a good one. I like that. Bananas I can't believe dude. that was all in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, you know? it it seems like it, it feels would like take longer. Older story, yeah, it does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but no, I, agree. I like
0: that. All right. Well, we'll be back next we're week. We're done. Yeah, we're done. We'll be back next week with another story for you guys. So, we will send us ideas. Yeah, please. you can email us at snackspacksmail at gmail.com or you can message the Instagram at snackspackspodcast. Either or, we will respond to you or we'll read it oh, on dude. the air. Uh,
1: yeah, tell us if you want us to say your name. Or yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, tell us that.
0: if you want to leave you anonymous or not. Um, But we'll be back next week. Uh don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, be safe, be kind to others. Love you so much. Bye-bye.